0: Good and welcome to this edition of Franchise Radio Show. We've got a very special show for you today. I'm interviewing Dave Jennings. Dave Jennings is an entrepreneur, without any question of doubt, and what we're going to do today is look at the new system he's developed called System Hub to help you with the operations, systems, and documentation for your business. But first, a little bit about Dave. Uh, he's entrepreneurial. <laughs> he tells me that uh, from his point of view, he started his journey into franchising when he when he sold the Melbourne Cricket Ground at <laughs> the age of 21, 24.95. So that was a bargain as never there was one. Um But this seriously was a stepping stone into lots of business ventures. He's uh, had a whole lot of uh, relationships and businesses with people as an entrepreneur. He's been involved in franchising rock and roll-inspired clothing stores. He's been involved in day trading on the stock market. He's got an amazing breadth of experience, which is, Fantastic, because that's something you can always pull into any business, particularly when you look at franchising. Broad knowledge is just so valuable. More recently, uh, what's been his passion is Melbourne SEO Services, and Melbourne Video Production, where he's been producing some tremendous material and done work for us, uh, which I'm delighted with, I have to say. That's one of the reasons I'm talking to Dave today, um, because he, he is one of the most trusted companies in Australia in the digital marketing area. His knowledge is, is quite remarkable, and uh, and it's great to work with. He's inspired by checklists. He, he loves systems and procedures, and it, it re, he appreciates just what they can do to duplicate consistently what you're doing in your business. So it's the whole nexus, the key the franchising is behind this, indeed any business. So he's managed to leverage into massive success both personally and professionally using these techniques. So good day, Dave.
1: Wow, what a fantastic introduction, yes. I, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what I say now.
0: Is there anything that you'd like to add to that uh, or, or to, uh, to edit?
1: <laughs> oh, not at all. Look, I, the biggest thing is when I hear that uh, introduction, it always makes me think, oh, yes, how does that uh, logically flow from one business venture to the next? But when you're in the thick of it, it seems to make perfect sense. But looking at it after the fact, I look at that and I go, wow, there's so many different things that don't appear related but they, they always link together and there's always a common thread that's right there's a nexus somewhere well um, i'd just
0: like to remind people that are, that are listening to this uh to make sure you got a notepad uh, and a pen because there's going to be some great little notes given away here and uh, you'll find it's really valuable to refer back to um and of course there'll be a transcript available for our members of our franchise programs on our members website so get the ball rolling Dave, I'd like to uh, just put the first question to you, really. Can you tell us about more experiences of what you describe as your four stages of entrepreneurship?
1: Yeah, I think the four stages was something that I came up with a good number of years ago as a thinking tool to, as a business owner, determine where you are in the growth of a business. And once you know kind of where you are and what that next stage looks like, it then obviously helps you to uncover what steps that you need to take. So this thinking tool for me, as I've done some of the different businesses, um, the very first business that we did, which was uh, the Rock and Roll Clothing Music Store, which we ended up franchising, I moved through these four stages very, very quickly, and I didn't necessarily execute each stage and have a deep understanding of them like I do today. And it was only until we developed other businesses that I started to recognise these stages and it was much more systematic, much more deliberate in the steps that we took to make sure each stage was covered off before moving to the the next. Yeah, so the first stage in this entrepreneurial journey you go through is the startup entrepreneur, and this is where every entrepreneur starts. It's having loads of ideas. Typically, the startup entrepreneur has lots of energy, and they're just putting it in lots of different directions. There's very little... Uh, focus and, and that causes quite a few problems because uh, it means that they're constantly chasing to get work and once they get work then they end up focusing on doing that work and it's just almost like a, a bit of a cycle where they're always very, very busy and just taking anything that falls on their plate. And at that point, at that stage, one of the biggest leverage points that you've got is yourself because chances are you probably don't have a team around you, you don't have team members who can help you out, and it makes it difficult for you to kind of move to stage two because you're so caught up in the doing of the work. Then you kind of move to this next stage, which I call the proven entrepreneur. And to migrate from that stage one to stage two, you get much more clarity around what it is that you're selling. You understand the target market. You understand the products and services that you're selling. Chances are you've probably already got some clients that you've got great results for and and happy clients will give you really good feedback for this second stage as well the business owner oftentimes they're still caught in the day-to-day but at least it's a little bit more consistent as to what it is that they're doing and the tasks that they're doing they're very much still swapping those time for dollars and the, the business owner wears multiple hats within the business you know they are the marketing department they are the fulfillment the legal the finance they kind of just get pulled into whatever needs to be done. Now, the the business owner, when they're at this proven stage, as long as they can focus in on exactly what they're selling, then it enables them to move through to that next stage, which I call the systems entrepreneur. Now, the systems entrepreneur, they've proven what it is that they're selling. They've no doubt got a, a good lead flow because they deliver great work, and that's sort of starting to... Um, come into the, the business, and chances are, at this point, they also start to hire some different team members, uh, but oftentimes, this is where a lot of business owners get stuck because they find that they start to be driven by their to-do list, and they're keeping the plates spinning, so, so to speak. They're always trying to keep their team members busy and thinking about, well, what, what tasks do I need to keep doing to fill up their plate to make sure that their day is full? And they're putting out fires because they've got so much work coming in, uh, but they don't quite have those processes and procedures in place. So it's kind of funny, it's a little bit counterintuitive. They think the solution at this point in time is just to hire more staff, because they say, well, I'm busy and by hiring more staff it's going to solve the problems, but it, it only compounds it because there's not really clear processes and procedures in what needs to be done. Uh, it just means that there are more fires to get uh, put out, they've got more people that they need to get, keep busy, and they haven't really set the right foundations for the, the scale. So to bridge through that gap and move to the final stage, um, which is the, the complete entrepreneur, you really need to start to get some processes and procedures in place. And you start to, to build a business that works without you. And you start to create this passive income that goes on in your business, which helps you to buy back time. So you start to see your business effectively as a series of these interconnected systems. And as a business owner, your job really is to spot the inefficiencies of those systems and see what you can do to improve them. And where you make your money is when you actually have a capital event, when you're actually selling the business. But again, it's all about seeing businesses as a collection systems. So these four stages, we've got the startup entrepreneur where someone's got all of these ideas, very little focus. You've got the proven entrepreneur where, well, now they know what it is that they're selling and they're getting some good results. They're really stuck on those day-to-day tools. You've got the systems entrepreneur that then starts to systemize a lot of what it is that they're doing. And then you've got the, the final one, which is the complete entrepreneur, and that's where the business owner really starts to completely extract themselves from the business. And with those thinking stages, like if I think back to what we did with um, Planet 13, which was that rock and roll clothing music store, we moved through those stages very, very quickly, and we tried to get to stage four as quickly as possible, which is where we were selling franchises to this store, which is, you know, you've got an asset, which is the way that you run the business, and you're effectively licensing that out. And we jumped straight to that without moving through the other stages very well. And it meant when we tried to sell it, that the model, the system, the processes weren't proven enough. And sure, we could make it work when we were on the tools and when we were in the business because we loved it so much and we could problem solve. When you plugged in someone else where they were buying the franchise, they they didn't quite have the skills to take it through the implementation. So that... I suppose, taught me a really valuable lesson these days, and I, I very systematically, in every business that I grow, I go through each of these stages, make sure that I've got everything checked off before moving to that next phase. Does that kind of make sense, Brian? Absolutely. Now, you've
0: mentioned a few, stage, a few aspects in each of those stages there where people do run into brick walls, I suppose, into into rocks where they, they, they basically aren't able to delegate, they haven't got the systems together. So... What are the common mistakes and how do you see the solutions to these?
1: Yeah, I think every business uh, has different problems at different stages. And once you know where you are, and sometimes you might hear these stages and you might go, oh, yes, I'm a little bit in number two and I'm also a little bit in number three. Or depending on where you are, you'll kind of notice which characteristics mesh with you. Once you kind of do that, it, yeah, it does. It helps you. Uh, get insight into what needs to be fixed to then move through to that next stage. I think, as a general, like if if we say, hopefully, a lot of the, the business owners, there's, uh, business owners that are listening to this audio now, if they're thinking about franchising and they're in your community, chances are they've moved through stage one. They've, they've figured out what it is that they're selling, and they figured out who it is that they're selling to. Where most people get stuck once they get through that first hurdle, is moving from stage two to stage three. Because all of the skills that the business owner has picked up to grow through to stage two, uh, and have been reinforced because they've got great results, are actually what hold them back from moving through to stage three. So when you're in sort of stage one and two, you need to be a little bit of a micromanager. You need to be very particular about the details because it's your reputation on the line, you're delivering a service through to the clients, you're still proving things out, you're figuring the systems out, understanding that the way that things work. But what makes it hard then to move into stage three as the systems entrepreneur is you actually need to let go a lot of those uh, that baggage that you held on to, you, to grow a business and to even franchise, um, you, you can't be micromanaging everyone. You have to rely on your team. You have to have good enough systems in place to know that things are going to get done to a certain standard. And I think that's why they get stuck, because they don't have any proper systems in place or processes, and it's very difficult for the team members to know where they fit into the bigger picture and what it is that they need to do. And that I think that's the biggest stumbling block for most businesses.
0: Right. And look, the, the, the reason I'm fascinated in this, and we're going into some details, this is the evolution of the solution that Dave has created, which we're going to be learning more about later. Um, because he needed a solution to these problems, and um, essentially, I'll leave him to tell us the background to it. But uh, I suppose when it comes down to that, where should somebody start? You know, in their business what's the first systems they should be putting into place?
1: Yeah, I think you're right. It's The way that we uncovered this and figured out, well, what system do we need first was, was being in that problem, being the business owner as we flew through those four stages in the first business and then uh, for future businesses going much more deliberately, seeing stumbling blocks between sort of two and three. And I think the breakthrough is proper implementation of systems. And... The, the thing with systems are most people as well, they, they intuitively, they know how important they are. Like as a business owner, you know, well, I don't want to be doing this for the rest of my life. I want to get a team member to come in. I want to pass this business on, you know, sell it or have it as a legacy for the rest of my family. So to do that, you need systems. So you understand it's important, but it's not urgent because you're in the day-to-day operations and, You know, it's one of those things, yes, I'll get to it later. So it always gets prioritised down. What we need to do is change that thinking and start to move it up the priority list. As long as we've got those first couple of stages checked off and you know what you're selling, really systems building and implementation is quite possibly the most important thing that that you can be working on because you can't move through to that next stage without them. So with that in mind, you need to move it to be an important and urgent aspect. And I think as a business owner, when you're caught up, it's, it's very hard to get that visibility and to think that you can even create space. So I think the first and most important system that you can create is the system for creating systems. Because if you've already got some team members that are you know, working alongside of you, and if you create a structure, a framework, for the way that they can document processes and procedures behind you, then you can actually start to delegate some of it. I think a lot of the business owners, they feel trapped because they know it needs to be done and they see it as this mountain of work and they never actually get to it. Whereas if you can create a a flow and a way that makes it very easy uh, on you as the business owner to get done, you'll finally get done. So the way that we do that is creating this system for creating systems. And our process is very simple. Um, Step one is all about uh, just recording yourself doing the task next time you do it whether that's a screen recording, whether that's setting up a handy cam behind you and having you do whatever the particular task is, that's step one. Because you're doing the task anyway, you might as well record yourself doing it. Even if you make mistakes as you're doing it, record yourself making the mistakes because chances are someone else will end up making those same mistakes and remembering that this video is only for internal purposes. So no one else is going to see it other than team members so it gives you a little bit of that safety to know that you can um and ah or make mistakes and it doesn't really matter so you capture it first then you have some central place that it can be stored you know whether that's dropbox whether that's google drive whether that's system hub as long as you've got some central location where these things are stored and then you can potentially delegate from there you can pass it to a team member and say okay I want you to follow my system for creating systems here, and it, um, it we'll actually give you a copy of one of these that so you can literally just duplicate our system for creating systems at the end of this um, webinar. But you get them to watch the video. You get them to bullet point out the core primary steps in getting that particular task done. And then there's a process for then uh, doing a review, getting another team member to do it. So you have someone then teach that process to identify where more holes in that system is, and then the final stage, you kind of get it together and then you can release it to the extended team. Now, by doing that, it's a way to very easily reduce that burden on the business owner so they're just recording what it is that they're doing anyway, and then it gets delegated down. So that system for creating systems really has been a little bit of a game-changer, especially if you've got some team members. And Yeah, it's... It's simple and it even sounds
0: funny, um, but it's, it, it'll change the game for a business owner. Absolutely, you know, it makes absolute sense. Uh, I, I agree with you entirely. You know, it doesn't matter what you're doing, whether you whether you, it's how you how you answer the telephone, how it's how you write an invoice, you can do them in isolation. So um, that's that's important. That's what I love about this process you've developed. It's just refined it down to really sim- simple systems. So you said the first thing is you've got to have a system. to write a system. Right, so that's yeah. which a lot of us in our experience over the years overlooked <laughs> um, much to our uh, much to our, our expense so um what are the other critical systems you look at you know systematically just progressively getting the business into that leverage state
1: yeah I think the particularly when you think around franchising I mean franchising just going through the thought process I think every business o- um, owner should be see their business as a franchise, regardless of whether or not they're going to sell the business as a franchise or not. I think it's a valuable exercise going through because you start to think about how to have this business duplicatable, scalable, and work without you and step yourself outside of the business. So I think going through that thought process, you you try and identify where things in the business are dependent on you getting done. Typically, there's anywhere between five to ten really core processes, and this will vary slightly for every different business, but some of the real central ones that would probably apply to most businesses, one would be around hiring. Um, And getting good staff is possibly one of the most important things within a business because great staff will turn, uh, you know, even if it's an average system, they'll get you fantastic results, whereas very poor staff... Uh, even with the best systems in the world is probably going to give you a poor result. So that means really the most important system for you is the way that you recruit. And you should uh, really document out how it is that you interview the maximum number of people or or have a filtering process where you only get the very best. So I think that recruitment system is important. I think onboarding of staff is another very important thing. There's a lot of inconsistency in most businesses when team members start around what someone knows or doesn't know, understanding policies and procedures versus not, then you want to have a process that every staff member goes through so everybody starts on day dot with the same grounding information. Um, Then there's things like onboarding of clients as well. So when a client starts with you, what's the process for introducing them to the business and setting the right expectations? That's something that would happen in every business and you could architect in a way to reduce questions and set the right expectations so you can over-deliver and those sorts of things. I think onboarding of clients is another important one. Things like invoicing, that's another really critical one. Depending on how the business is structured, oftentimes you're going to be invoicing clients and how you follow up debtors. All of these, core they're just a few of the core processes and then obviously there are going to be some ones that are more specific to each individual business. I know, I mean, it's part of your program, Brian. You've got a lot of these systems and templates in place just to get people started. Are there there any that I might have missed there or that you know of that, hey, you know, these are really important systems?
0: Well, I suppose the first thing that most people look at are not these at all. They're actually the execution of the key task in the business, Uh, whether it's uh, plastering walls or whether it's selling books or whether it's mowing the lawn. It's those things that they tend to focus on. And forget the peripherals which are critically important. Um, so how do you handle those key aspects of the individual role or tasks, if you like, that each role undertakes, such as you know, a, a team member you put on?
1: Yeah, and I think um, if there are certain people handling those certain tasks, it's, it's fantastic, again, to get them to go through the system for creating systems, document what it is that they're doing, and just that as a thinking exercise alone oftentimes identifies ways to improve the process itself, sometimes just looking at it. Because oftentimes in life, it's, if you do something and you've done something a certain way your whole life, you don't oftentimes think about it. Like some people do, but most people will just go with the flow, and it's just because, well, that's the way that we've always done it. That doesn't necessarily mean it's the most optimal way of doing it. And, and, and as a business owner, when you're franchising and trying to build a franchise business, what you're selling is the way that you do what it is that you do. So this is the IP. This is the magic. And I actually think this is the most important valuable asset within a business. I think that that's, I mean, this is really when you're selling a business, you're buying and selling businesses, uh, business owners want to, or, or business uh, people buying a business want to make sure that when the business owner walks out the door that the business continues to operate without them. So that's that's when you look at something like a McDonald's. You're not buying a list of customers when you're buying a McDonald's franchise. You're buying the manuals and the way that they do what it is that they do, because that's the valuable asset.
0: That's absolutely true, and uh, there's no doubt about it. It makes, for any business owner, as you said, systems and documentation of them are critical for any business, and uh, you're absolutely correct. When it comes to selling the business, it's going to have a higher value if you've got it well systemised, because someone can just step into the business, run it effectively and efficiently with the minimal amount of training and support, which will make it far less of a hassle to you if you're selling and moving on anyway, you don't have that phone ringing and demands for meetings and your time to come and explain how you do this, how do you do that. So we've got the core of it there, of what we've got to do. So what are the, what are the tools that you believe you can use to help in creating these systems? It a yeah, I've
1: got to be careful not to give too much of a uh, biased answer here. But I, I, um, you can start off with something as simple as Google Apps or Google Drive or Dropbox. The real key is to have something uh, centrally located and stored. It doesn't matter which tool that you use, as long as you have something in place. Multiple team members need to be able to access it and they need to be able to access it at the point of them doing the task. And it needs to be easy to use and intuitive, and I think with systems, the biggest thing is the the feedback loop. As team members start to use systems, you want them to be able to provide feedback to improve the way that things are done. That's where the magic happens because over time, you just keep tightening and perfecting these systems until you've got a very um, you know finely oiled machine. And that's the game. As a, as a business owner, you should be looking at where components of the businesses breaking down, identify the system related to that breakdown, and then try and re-engineer that part of the system and then bring it back into the complete business system. So as long as it ticks a few of those boxes, I mean, we're a little bit biased because we've we, we tried a lot of those different tools and didn't quite find a solution. Like, they all had their problems, everything from, Not being able to give the right access, and some people are able to see things that they shouldn't be able to see. Some people should be able to edit, while other people shouldn't be able to edit. It's not a lot of these tools aren't purpose built, so that's why we ended up developing System Hub, which really is just a place to house businesses' standard operating procedures and make it easy in the cloud so every team member can do it. But again, I I don't want to make this too much about System Hub because there's, you know, it it really doesn't matter as long as you've got something in place. That's the key.
0: Yeah, and it comes back, as you say, to having a central reservoir or deposit somewhere you can have them access, and whether it's on an iPad for the guy on the site who's got an issue and needs to check it out, or whether it's uh, whether it's someone in the, in the office in sales or wherever it might be, or someone in the warehouse, they all need to be able to access it. And with access through smartphones and everything else these days, uh, it just becomes so much easier. You don't have to carry a lot of manuals around on a wheel
1: trolley. <laughs> so Well you've been doing this since way back when you you'd know the big franchising manuals usually that are printed out in binders and things like that and live in each of the different stores. That's that's the way it used to be done. Um and, and that actually makes it very hard to update. With the cloud and having everything centrally located, you can actually get your team involved in the improvement and that's I think where you'll get the biggest wins. But
0: you're absolutely right, and that, that's where franchising is so powerful, uh, because having a system there, just as important as having a system for the system, is having a system for getting that, <coughs> excuse me, that feedback that you mentioned, because what they're doing is tuning it. They come out with thoughts and improvements you never thought of, because that's their focus. You've moved on. You've got to another area yeah. today. You're looking at a much bigger picture, and that's part of the fun of it all, and the reason that systems... Operational processes are so important. So, in learning those those various tools, you know, as you mentioned, there's there's various Google Google apps and so on and so forth, Dropbox. So there's no problem finding somewhere to keep it. It comes back to those processes of how you do it, how you how you how you uh, how you monitor it, how you index it, and so forth. So, in looking through your experience of working through these different systems and so on, um, what are the sort of breakthroughs you've had? in your business career that you can perhaps illustrate to us and help us understand some of the, some of the
1: powers behind these, uh, these. Yeah. For me, when I look back now, I, I recognise how central systems has been in all of my businesses, in my life. I've just recognised that really life is a collection of these interconnected systems, and the results that you get in life really are just a byproduct of running of these systems. Now, whether or not you're conscious of these systems or not doesn't really, you know, make any difference. The result is still going to be the result. So, for example, uh, if you uh, overeat, you eat poorly, you don't exercise, then you're going to get quite overweight. And and that's just the way that it is. And that's because you're running these unhealthy systems. Um, Just because you're unaware of the system that you're running doesn't kind of give you a little bit of a get out of jail free card. So... I've been recognising this, and most of my business breakthroughs, they always somehow link back to the way that these systems work. I think a big breakthrough for us was around outsourcing and building of virtual teams and starting to leverage uh, talent in emerging economies, Still, basically finding the best possible people with the best possible skills at the best possible rate. And now that's more possible than ever, to build this virtual team and systems makes that possible because there's a real breakdown that happens when you're working virtually and most people who have tried it will say that they've had that bad experience and it usually comes back to poor job instructions and not explaining what needs to be done. So systems really helps to solve that. The other big breakthrough that we had was around uh, the use of video. I now video everything that I do. Uh, so much so that we set up that sister company on video production because I wanted to make it a core of what we do. It really is the quickest and easiest way to make systems and the best way to duplicate yourself. Even when you're building out, um, you know, like documentation and systems for your business, recording videos where you're talking about the team culture and things like that as the business owner and then having that live in with the rest of your systems and part of your staff onboarding. So when team members start... They, they get it from the business owner what it means to be part of this business and what's important and what the company values. So video is another huge breakthrough for us. Um, and then uh, more recently, uh, we've had some really big breakthroughs with automation. There's been some big steps forward uh, around marketing automation. You know, there's different tools like Infusionsoft and Marketo and HubSpot. And, I mean, there's a lot of these tools that enable you to automate your marketing and create systems and processes for the way that you market to someone based on how they're engaging with your marketing material. Again, it's just creating a system and then automating that with some of these tools has been another real breakthrough. So, if I, I mean, just those three big breakthroughs right there, they all come back to systeming, systemization. That's really at the core of it is identifying what is a uh, the outcome that you're looking to get, uh, what is the system that can then help you achieve that. And then you use a system as a way to create predictable and consistent results that aren't necessarily always dependent on you as the business owner. And that's, for me, being a real breakthrough. It's always been there, but it's probably only in the past sort of six to 12 months that I've really woken up to this. And, and now I'm starting to see businesses in, in a very, very different way. Yeah, that's
0: that's right. That's, that's why we're so fortunate to be talking uh, to you at the moment. What I'd like to do now is to share with us the evolution, if you like, of this system that you created, System Hub, which is the yeah. that you decided, I don't want to take your thunder, but you basically decided that nothing out there really worked for you. Can you just describe the evolution
1: of that and why you've yeah. done, what you've done,
0: taken that, because it's a huge step.
1: Yeah, it was it, and a big risk for me to do because the development of software is uh, very time-consuming and very costly, but it's something that uh, we looked for solutions out there and there just wasn't anything that made the process enjoyable and fun and something that I knew I could engage team members to actually want to do. So. I recognised the importance of these uh, systems and processes, and that became very apparent when we were doing the franchising and the businesses that I was uh, part of and recognising these four stages of entrepreneurship. So I came to the conclusion, well, every business needs this. It's It's an absolute must. Okay, well, how do we solve this problem? I went and had a look at some of the different solutions, your Dropbox, your Google Drive, some of the other platforms out there, and a lot of them, they broke down with what I would almost consider fundamentals. For example... Uh, we were working with um, gyms. So it's a very well-known franchising group here in Australia, um, and, and a particular division of theirs, and I was shocked to find out they were using Dropbox to house all of their systems. And they had said, you know, yeah, it is a little bit of a problem for us because we get these tradespeople who accidentally delete folders that they shouldn't, upload inappropriate material that gets synced across everybody's Dropbox accounts, and all of these numerous other problems. And for me, like systems, it's it's 101. Really, a team member should only see the systems that are relevant for them. There's no need for the person in marketing to see how accounts are done. And there's no need for the accounts person to see the way that the operations are done. That level of security, and not only that, certain team members should be able to do some things and, you know, they should only have view access. Some team members need to be able to have edit access. Uh, and just... For me, these fundamental problems, um, and then you look at something like you know Google Apps, which you know could be argued that maybe it solves all of those problems, but because it does it in a very bloated way, and I have seen people hack together a solution to create uh, a home for their systems, it's done in a very bloated way that it makes it very difficult for a lot of team members to use. I'll try and set up Google Sites, but it really just means one person in their business ends up owning the system's creation and it gets lumped with that one person and then no one really ends up referencing it, there needs to be enough of a flow and easy enough for someone to hop in there and have it intuitive that they just pick it up and go, yeah, I get it. I don't have to be taught how to use this software because it's abundantly clear how it's done. And it's got some very smart features in the back end of it. So this really, for me, has become... It's going to turn into my life's work. I can just see where I can add a lot of value to businesses uh, by the thinking that I've done around this and a few things with features and functionality that we're planning over the next sort of 6, 12 months, I really think we're going to create something that's a bit of a game-changer. Now, I know I'm a little bit biased and probably the best thing to do is jump in there and use it, and I know once you start using it, and if you don't let it go, systems will change your life. I, I'm preaching to the converted here with Brian. He knows what systems can do. I'm just hoping someone who listens to this right now does exactly what we have talked about this at the start and moves it from uh, being something that is important but not urgent, you change the priorities and you make it uh, something that's very important and something that's urgent and that you can see is going to give you the freedom that you were chasing for when you started setting up your business.
0: Yeah, look, and, and that's, that's, what, uh, that, that's what has impressed me. And so since I was fortunate enough today to introduce uh, System Hub to, to me and to our organisation in a, in a beta sort of format... We've, we've got systems, obviously, and we're forever honing them and improving them. But we've decided we're morphing our whole system across into System Hub. And that's part of the introduction that we'll be doing to bring it to all of our, all of our clients and all of our franchise programs. So having said that, you can appreciate we've put our, our vote very firmly behind it. And in talking to Dave before the, uh, this recording, he mentioned that he was quite happy to um, actually, talk to people about this process. So, by way of offering all of our listeners here an introduction, so they can understand perhaps how it might help them in their business. So, Dave, would you like to outline for me what you were proposing there?
1: Yeah, I think probably the, the best place to start is that system for creating system. Every business owner needs that in place. It's the first step in extracting themselves out from the day-to-day operation. So I'm happy to give you that first system. Uh, It's in PDF format, so you can just copy it and use it in whatever you like and tweak it and make sure it's in your own wording in the way that you like it. Um, And it's just a a downloadable PDF. You can head over to systemhub.com forward slash free download, and Brian will no doubt hyperlink that uh, close to this audio so that you can see it, or just go to systemhub.com forward slash free download enter your name and email, and then uh, I'll email you that PDF. That just gets you started off on the right foot. And then pretty much anyone who's referred from Brian and Brian's organisation, because you guys already have a level of understanding of systems, uh, and that makes that process that much easier for us. So if you do want to chat with myself or one of the team as well, happy to make ourselves available, and uh, we can scheduling, sort of, some little consults just to try and get you guys started on the right track. But start off with the system for creating systems first. That just makes sure that we're all on the same page. And then um, if you need help, then yeah, are happy to go a little bit further.
0: That's fantastic. Thanks. I really appreciate your generosity there. And this is an opportunity that is going to be, I think, down the track far more expensive. There's an opportunity for you to get involved and just find out a little bit more about it. So I'd certainly recommend that PDF to everyone. Have a look at it. See how you feel um, it marries with what your ambitions are with your business, and then if you'd like to go a step further, we'll give you the contact details to better to make an appointment to catch up with Dave and have a bit of a chat about your specific business and answer your particular questions it has been been really enthralling listening to the evolution and your passion for business and systems and uh, I've certainly uh, evidence to that as a as, as a witness having been involved with a couple of your businesses on the outside, so on the other side of the fence. So i just like to wrap up and say that Dave has been through quite a wide range. I didn't expect we'd managed to get so much into his sort of 40 minutes of, uh, of interview on our Franchise Radio Show, but running through those four stages as Dave has enumerated them of entrepreneurship, you know, startup, getting it proven, getting the systems in place, and then becoming the complete entrepreneur Um, which usually is when you start to make things tick. And that's what everything's about, whether you're franchising or just creating a a business you want to tick along really well and even if you want to expand on a corporate basis. um, But I think those points you made about the steps of when you do it, key, most important areas, hiring staff is just the first step, um, as indeed is how you're dealing with clients, how you introduce them into the business and so on. So um, having said that, I'd like to just thank Dave very much indeed, and me the opportunity of perhaps adding anything. If there's anything that's come in your mind there that you may want to top and tail or
1: add to your comments, the biggest thing I can do is really just to say take action on this. Like that's you, you get that feeling and you know that it's the right thing to do. Uh, if you want to change the way that your business works, I can guarantee you this is a way to step through to that next stage. You just need to take the bull by the horns and do it. There's no two ways about it. So I'm uh, here to support you, and I know Brian is as well. So just get started, and when you get stuck, just stick up your hand and say, I need some help. Fantastic.
0: And I must say, I've worked with lots of people. Dave is a fantastic mentor and teacher, and he's got a great team with him. And, of course, they've all got great systems. Yeah. <laughs> <So laughs> all right, well, thank you, everybody. I hope you thoroughly enjoyed this. Look forward to speaking to you next time we have a franchise radio show. Goodbye. Welcome to the franchise.